Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. All right. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, hey, didn't you guys just do one of these Tech Bytes episodes like three weeks ago? I, I wasn't thinking that, but well, okay, go ahead. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking oh, about them. Oh, them. Okay. The metaphorical yes, yes. audience out there, yes. you know, so well, hopefully the real the real audience. The real audience. I think we can do a little better than metaphor audience at this point. Yes. So we may have. Yes. But that's but okay. We, we had a cancellation today, and it's anytime we get the opportunity to come in here and babble oh, about. we're still going to riff. Topics and stuff yeah, to talk absolutely. about. We'll take that opportunity. So. 100%. We got some good ones today. We're talking about social media. We're talking yep. about music media. Yes. Uh, world changing ideas. World changing ideas. Fast food. Yes. Why people are late and superhero <laughs> movies. I mean, what a lineup. No doubt. What a lineup. If you can't find something that interests you. I just need a beer. part of this conversation. Just pour a beer and so we can have a little chat uh, about we some totally, of this stuff. We totally, we need to have, you know, we've, we keep talking about this. We need to have yeah. like some uh, beverages with some of our episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Or see, bourbon. See, there you go. See how fun they get by the end. You know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, all that plus what's tech connecting with us because just one more thing we can babble about. It's that's- time to plug in and get connected. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. All right, Dean, let's get into it here. Yes. If you haven't watched the Tech Bytes episode before... Uh, and and you have no idea what it's about. There's, there's been 10 of them already. I don't know how you've missed it, unless you're just brand new to the podcast, in which yeah. case, yeah. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> An odd way to get this in. This isn't normally but, what know, we do, yeah. but you know. But that's okay. You'll enjoy it. That's all right. That's this is right. where we just talk about stuff from news, science, yes. Yes. tech, yes. stories that interest us. Some of it's relevant. surveys. Just, just... It's just topics we just, well, spoil- articles we came across we feel like riffing about. Absolutely. And spoiler alert, I usually try to find something that is relevant to our industry. Yeah, I failed this time. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got I, nothing I, I got that's it. relevant to the industry, but still relevant to life, right. let's just say. You'll, you'll note that normally I will leave in the, you know, value to the VAR segment at the end of these yeah. just to find some connection. Yeah, I didn't nothing. bother on this yeah, one. No, no, I was no, like, no, 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 we're just taking that right but off But I'll the tell you what, you know, it's getting into summer now. There, yeah. you got the backyard barbecue going. You're going to need some Pool topics time, yeah. when you're talking yeah. When you're at the pool, yeah. right? Yeah. So we got a couple of topics here that, that you can that talk about. Weird uncle that's visiting yeah. that you don't know what to talk about. Maybe right. we can bring up some of Awkward these topics. Awkward moments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well, I'll get us started here. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about social media. And- <laughs> well, just the title alone here is like right in your wheelhouse. It really is because I've been kind of talking about this for a while. So this is an article from The Verge. It's called Social Media is Doomed to Die. Doomed to Die. Uh, which I've kind of been saying, you know, I expect social media as it exists yes. to, to deplete itself soon. And I think... This article gives some really good By authority good or just by it. natural? Just um, not. I mean, who am I? Come on. Yeah. yeah I'm just right? a guy who's used some social media. But, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. If you think about it, like look at the progression of it over the last 20 years oh, or it's so. Hideous. It feels like, you know, yeah. we're heading towards some kind of a, the, some oh, sort of an end point to the current I iteration. See. So. I see. Okay. Well, anyway, this, okay. Uh, so so this article, this is, a, is actually an article written by a former employee of Snapchat. Uh, we talking about how the, how the platforms stopped being different. So they used to work mm-hmm. at Snapchat in the early days. Mm-hmm. And Snapchat, we prided itself on being the kind of the different kind of social media platform, which they all say when they start. Right, right. We're different. We're doing <laughs> things differently here. But, you know, they they wanted to be like, you know, the anti-Facebook, the anti-Twitter. Like, you know, we're uh, not all about the advertising and the commoditization. Right. We're not about, you know, trying to shove stuff. We're just here to connect whatever. with people. Exactly. Yeah. But what they this person noted is after leaving, and they started seeing this change before they left. 
left, and now they're looking back on it again, too, that it's almost impossible not to still end up in the same place. Because Mm. at some point, most of these social media platforms, as this person is describing, is like, hey, uh, I guess I should should name check this person. uh, Ellie Hamburger is is their name. Mm -hmm. So, you know, most social media platforms are typically free. Yes. You know, there might be ads, obviously. Um, There might be some, you know, some potential pay opportunities to make the experience different or something like that. Mm. But more often than not, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all these are they're free platforms to use. You just sign up. Mm -hmm. You're able to start immediately doing what you want to do on them, connecting with friends, sending stuff, you know, having conversations, whatever that platform might entail. Mm -hmm. Well, at some point along the way, that's going to become unsustainable, even though, you know, you're getting signups. And that's what all these companies apparently is what she's talking about. All these companies, they keep driving signups and signups and signups. And eventually the idea is because they want, yeah, they want to get to Mm -hmm. that IPO. And a lot of that's driven by how many people are using your platform on a regular basis, how much ad revenue can potentially come out of that. Well, Mm In order to make those folks happen, in order to get advertisers that want to buy buy up space on your platform, in order to get investors that want to invest in your platform, you've got to be convincing them that more and more people are signing up, and more importantly, that they're showing up on the platform. Mm-hmm. So what they're pointing out here is that, you know, in Snapchat, I eventually had to do this too. And the the, the example they noted here is they got a, a pop-up from Snap saying basically to wish their greatest enemy a happy birthday. <laughs> like... <laughs> As they describe this it, is the engagement wish, yeah. that they are. Uh, then the other day, I received uh-huh. a push notification from the app telling me to wish my nemesis a happy birthday. So this might read as normal or even expected to most of you, but I recognize the notification for what it really was, a death knell for the social media platform past its prime. Mm, um, I see. I this, uh, that was like a marker for them. For this, yeah, exactly. Yes, this right? creator's name is Ellis Hamburg, by the, okay. Hamburger, by the way. I mis- mis- uh, mispronounced the name there. So basically, what they're suggesting is like, all right, you have to get to a point where the platform, all they really want is just for you to be on it on as it. much as possible. That's it. Yeah. So they're always adding new stuff to make you come mm-hmm. there. And, mm-hmm. and more importantly, eventually these platforms stop being about connections with people you know mm-hmm. and start being about how can we get you to take an interest in stuff that's not people you know. Mm. And, and as they acknowledged in the article, one of the, the quotes, this wasn't from the, the writer, but from someone else, said everything became an infinite feed instead of acknowledging that friend content might just be 10 minutes of your day. Right. And that's a good point. That's you know? it. That's if exactly you're only following, it. let's say, 40, 50 people on you know whatever social media That's what it is choice, for me. It's 10 no minutes. No one's posting enough. Uh-uh. To justify being on there for hours no. on end every right. day. Right. So instead, they start building these algorithms to start recommending other people who aren't part of your social network or other content mm-hmm. that they're trying to draw you in with. That's right. All the push notifications that start coming up saying, yep. you should check this out or go look at this or yep. pe- what here's what people are saying about that. Twitter has been a perfect example of becoming a place where it's fed <clears throat> off of controversy and off of getting people to, you know, battle with one another, essentially, mm-hmm. by pushing content to you to show you the stuff that makes you angry. Facebook does it, too. It's, mm-hmm. Both of them have done it. Yep. So basically what, what they're suggesting Well, they're doing is it to just, engage you, right? Exactly. That's the air quote that I'm using. Oh, <laughs> this person's engaged because it's infuriating content to them. Yeah, exactly. I'm engaged on that. So basically, at the end of the day, they're just saying, like, hey... There's no good way to make a social media platform as they currently exist that doesn't eventually lead you down this rabbit hole. And they're, they, you know, they're pointing out like how TikTok and some of these like short short form video platforms mm-hmm. are not even bothering to pretend anymore because like no, you do TikTok, sure you can follow friends that you know that might be doing TikTok, mm-hmm. but most for the most part that algorithm is feeding you. And so it's like I, I think Instagram Reels is the same for way. Sure. YouTube Shorts, it's just feeding you stuff that I think you're interested in yeah. from people that you don't know, have no reason yep. to ever know, yeah. and just giving you it's you know, additional content. 
content. It's yeah. just additional candy. Exactly. Which mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's fine if that's what you want it to be for, mm-hmm. but maybe we should stop pretending like these platforms are actually about connecting people anymore mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. when eventually they reach the point where it just doesn't happen. And they point out in the article also, like, hey, the users are kind of guilty of this, too. We let it happen. <laughs> like, we don't have to. I mean, you know, you can, you can turn a lot of that stuff off. You can just focus on the people you're following. Yeah. You kind of let it happen, but the monetization and the... The corporatization behind it eventually is just going to make this happen regardless. I, maybe? I don't know. I mean, where, where does this? So, so, so this person's indicating that it's going to die. It's going to kill at least, all social media. At least as it currently I don't exists. think so. I don't so, know so that it will. Where I don't know that it will either. Let me but. propose this to the jury. <laughs> <laughs> the jury that, of one? That, that your social media life would just become a part of, a, of an instance in your life. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. your college years when you may have done some binge drinking. Right, and you grew out of that. Right, that, that, right. You see where right. I'm going? Yeah. Social media might might maybe in your early part of your life have meaning, but then you see it for what it really is, which yeah, is just yeah. a cesspool of people with megaphones, you know, be, what doing whatever they want, right, kind of right. a thing. And it's just it's not a good happy place to be most of the time. Right. And it does really only require about ten minutes of your time on Facebook to see what your friends are doing and, you know, and stuff like that. And so that's cool. You're right. And, and and so there it is. You know, people just realize it for what it is. Yep. But, but you yep. got to mature into that, right? You're not going to you're you're right. have that feeling at 13, at 14, or right. whatever. Yeah, I agree because you're right. Because I mean, <clears throat> I, I mean, obviously we've sort of you know we haven't grown up with social media. We were already adults when social media right. became a thing. Yeah. But we've, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've experienced that arc in a way, you know, where I was all involved. I was, you know, I was totally embedded in Facebook and Twitter and MySpace back in the day, you know, like all this stuff where you were checking it it multiple (laughs) times a day. Sure, we laugh about it now, but it was the coolest (laughs) thing in the world for a little while. All these things that we got embedded in. And you're right. We get to this point where, like, I don't do Facebook anymore. I bowed out of that because you did. You you literally bowed out of that. But I only spend like five minutes a day tops on Facebook. Exactly. And that Mm. was, that's what I got to, too. It was like, all right, I don't. Like, I'm barely on this anymore, and when I am, I don't really enjoy it in any context, so mm-hmm. what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Twitter, I'm getting to that point, too. I'm starting to get to the point where, especially since, and you know, regardless mm-hmm. of your feelings on Elon or whatever, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. since that whole shift, the way Twitter is set up now is so completely different from what it was even just a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that I find it very frustrating to mess with. Like, there's just, it's so much stuff that I just didn't care or sign up to. Like, it may be stuff You mean what's still, in your feed? Yeah, it may. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you can still do, like, the here's your feed of just the stuff you want, but here's mm-hmm. all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's become too big of a mess, and I'm mm-hmm. also starting to feel myself moving away from that one a little bit, too. But mm-hmm. I, maybe that's your point. Maybe that... Social media is kind of a game for the younger generations. I, I, I don't know. I don't and they'll know. keep it's inventing just, new, new different versions. I'm just proposing that maybe, you know, because I don't know that it'll die, right? right. Because it's still, it still has, for whatever <clears> you <throat> can argue, whether it's good value or bad value, there is value there. Some people still embrace it, and there's, right. there's going to be a I – just, I just don't see it going away. Uh, anytime soon. Right. But I do think we'll get smarter about it. You know, kind of like what's happening with TikTok right now. And in TikTok, you know, for me, the argument is much more than just what what makes the front page of, you know, well, they can analyze, they can track you and, and, and you know, and right. now they get this if data you, I on mean, you. if you took out the whole China thing out of Which it. Which is true. Uh, well, well, but I don't know that you can. So right. the issue but I'm saying, like, if, you, if you're more... looking at other platforms that are similar, where you're not yes. concerned oh, about Oh, I that. see what you're saying. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, getting back to the TikTok thing, to, to me, it's more on the content side where they, they're purposefully, just like Facebook does, purposely feeding algorithm, content algorithms to make you stay. 
Right. Because oh, yeah, exactly. that, that's the game. And TikTok is like the worst at that. And then there's some implication that that the CCP is actually, you know, influencing that even more to a degree. So, you know, and that to me is where that that all that rub comes down. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know that it dies. But, yeah, I can definitely hopefully we're getting smarter about it because just as you started this off, it, it just it fascinates me. Oh, the heads of all of these. Don't consume their own product. Don't let their children consume their own product. But for the masses, yeah, you guys right, go ahead. Right. We're gonna make money off of you. Exactly. But it's like what? What's well, on? They, they on always here? refer to it as like the users are the product. Yeah, I'm right. Like, I yeah. And like, and I get it. And they're right. I don't want to be product though. You know, like <laughs> maybe that's just me. But you don't want to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be the product. It's, yeah. it's interesting to me too because I think I have a weird skews perspective too because my first foray into if you even want to call it social media is I was a big part of the blogging generation. Yes. So like you know that that mm-hmm. window there in like the early 2000s That's right. yeah. when like everybody was blogging all the time. Yeah. Long before I had Facebook, long before I did MySpace, long before I cared about any of that crap. You were blogging. I was so into the blogging thing because I just liked to write and, I, and for sure and I felt like that's where I found like my kind of like group of peers yep. and people that you know yep. I connected with strongly. Yep. And that social media kind of replaced that to some extent along the way, which is, mm-hmm. I think is kind of mm-hmm. unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But again, every generation has their thing. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just how the technology falls yeah. behind. And yeah. I, maybe that's what we're getting at here is I don't know that you're going to get rid of social media or what this concept behind it is, mm-hmm. but maybe whatever it becomes becomes something different. Maybe we're not calling it social media maybe, anymore. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe and, and tw- we'll, we'll 10, see. 15 years from now, maybe we're calling it something different, but it's still the same idea. Like, same concept. This is how we yeah. connect people all over the That's world right. and connect you to your friends, connect yeah. you to others, yeah. share ideas and information. Yeah. But maybe we finally way to start finding some ways to do it where it's maybe slightly more responsible yeah. or yeah. slightly less about the yeah. money. I don't yeah. know. So. Not the dredge of the content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Talk let's, about let's good content. Here, yeah. Now, look, were you, did you, uh, were you a record, you had a record player, I, of course. I had a Fisher Price record you're a, player. You're a, like a music sufficionado. So I you never, know. I never did, like, I'm not like the vinyl guy, though. I will Oh, you're that. not. Okay. I, like, I love music, but I'm not the audiophile necessarily. Okay. All right. Um, so I well, was, I was, a, you know, as a tape collector, as a Okay, so there's that. I had a Fisher me. Price, one of those old Fisher Price toy, you know, <laughs> thing, which my mom gave me some old records. I remember listening when I was like eight years old. I'm listening to yeah. Can't Get No Satisfaction. Yeah. Probably not great content yeah. for an eight year old, yeah. but I didn't know well, about Well, see, I'm with you. So, me growing up, tape was tape cassettes. That right, was the right. next, that was the cool, high tech right. version of way to listen to music. So, vinyl records are like, what? That's so 50s. You know, that's right. like, no, that's what my parents listened We're to. We're done. Music that's on. old stuff. Yeah. That, you, it might as well just, what's a little phonography? It might as well just yeah. be a, which it that is. and the eight track. Throw, yeah. Throw that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. But yeah. to me, cassette was like, oh, that's, this is the bomb. Right, this is right. what it is. So, anyway, the headline is after 35 years of being surpassed by CD, vinyl <laughs> is now back. On top, it had more sales last year than CDs. So yeah. there, there's the headline that's got us into this conversation. Right. But um, I'm with you. I was never really a, a vinyl. You know, I don't. I didn't. I think the the quality of the recording is pretty hideous. So for me, you know, being a musician, blah blah blah. You know, that's why I thought tape, tape cassettes right, sounds so right. much better right. than than vinyl. But some and people then, like that sound. And then digital started coming out, and I actually didn't like the initial digital sounds. You know, right, the eight bit. Right. 
recording. It was right. it's too crunchy. It doesn't have the warmth that everybody talks about uh, on tape. You know, tape has a warmer feel, right. warmer sound to it. Vinyl, yes, uh, it does as well. Now, I know some people will argue, well, that's as close as you can get to the actual audio because it literally is recording right. Right. the audio uh, and then just replicating it, but which is which is kind of interesting. But anyway, getting back to the article. So, and, and by the way. Would you have, if you had, I know you probably looked at this, but would you venture a guess on how many total records were sold last year? Marco, you got it. You got a guess. Just how many vinyl records do you think were sold last year? Just, just, just I know I looked at this, but I don't remember what the number was. All right. Marco, do you have a guess? You got any kind of guess at all? 250,000. 250,000. 250K. Okay. What do you, is that I'm going to say like 2,000,000. 42 million. 42? 42 million vinyl records were Damn. sold last year. And well, I, only. I, I do remember seeing they said like the new Taylor Swift album was a big part of it. Oh, I know dude. she put, put yeah, a it was big huge. vinyl push behind that album. Well, yeah. Midnight's accounted for one out of every 25 wow. uh, vinyl sales. So what is that? If they did, well, I'm not going to do the math real quick. but uh, So 42 million. There were only 32 million CDs sold last year. So there you have yeah, it. Yeah. Vinyls. I knew it. Was, I thought it was kind of like a. Um, Oh, what do you, a hipster thing for right. a while, yeah, right? Hipster like, hobby type stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I got my record. But I guess back it makes the, sense and, because I feel like if you were someone who was into CD, you most likely once you got to digital and you were and you had a phone to do digital, yep. or whatever it is, however it is you access digital music, there yep. was no reason to go back to CD or keep CD at that point. It, that's I mean, right. Especially like now, like I mean, you know, our computers don't even have CD drives no. in them yeah. anymore. Yeah, some, who's buying some CDs? Some I don't new even cars know who's doing don't that. even include the CD ROM, the CD yep. drives anymore. So, yep. I mean, there's just not the the reason for it. So at this point, like, if you're someone that wants some sort of a hard copy music, you're probably doing vinyl because you're an audiophile and you want the sound, the particular. Oh, I sound. see. I see where you're going. I can't because yeah, 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's interested in like physical media for music mm-hmm. that would think that CD is better than vinyl. Not that I'm. Not that again. That I'm. I'm not someone who thinks like vinyl's all of that. But I just feel like the people who are concerned about having the physical version yeah, and want yeah, that yeah. probably is someone who thinks that vinyl be- sounds better anyway. That's fair. So it just seems now like it know seems logical that that was eventually going to. I, eclipse, I see where you're going. I, get, yeah, I, I'm, I don't disagree with your logic at all. But now I got to figure out where cassette play or cassettes That's land true. in this. I know. Matrix. Is anybody buying? The, are they still making those? <laughs> Because I, I know you can go to plenty. There's plenty of record shops out there that there are, are selling vinyl like crazy are. now. But May, well, maybe you'll have a renaissance of tapes here tapes. At, at some point in time. But it is interesting because vinyl sales pre-pandemic were averaging about 19 million a year, and then it jumped up to the 42 million yeah, in just the yeah. two years. You know, is that one of those hobbies uh, everybody since, got into? You know, I, that, bread yes. making and well, vinyl records. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's part of what the argument of this article is that yeah, you know, the pandemic created some weird stuff right, going right. on, and yeah. Yes, you know, if you're going to sit around with nothing to do all day, right. you might as well spend some I, records. And again, I just don't see it going back. I mean, like, I mean, I, unless somebody comes up with something that somehow sounds better than vinyl or something, yeah. like, yeah, I don't. Again, I don't know who's going to go back to CDs. Who's? I don't feel like, like you know, the nostalgia that that's brought vinyl back. Mm-hmm. At least makes some sense to me. I don't see any nostalgia that's going to bring back and that's cassette fair. tapes and that's or fair. CDs in any reason. Now you were so. going down an interesting angle though, and there was another little snippet here that uh, of so I think that it's it's bifurcated in the sense of how you get your music. I guess is where you're going. You're either going streaming right. through through a, a whatever, and you can get whatever you want, right? If you're on right. Apple iTunes. Well, you can just you can get whatever you want. It's yeah. just a part of the subscription. Apple Music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah, don't... That, they point that out too. Like the iTunes, I think they mentioned that too. Like you know, 
buying digital music is also that's where I was going to go. Declined oh, dramatically. Huge. Too. Because 80% you don't need down to. since 2013, which was the peak year, uh, just 24 million downloads yep. uh, occurred. Yep. That's 80% off of its peak. 80% yeah. in like 10 years. Which so again makes sense because you got crater. Apple Music, you got Spotify, Pandora. That's I know I'm there's saying, other ones out right? there where you can stream. That's all you do. And, and as long as you buy into it, you know, I'm paying what, 10 bucks a month, I yeah. think, for Apple Music. I haven't music, bought an album. And I have access for... to everything. Now, yeah. I will say, there are issues sometimes where like rights kind of get shuffled around, and sometimes that's there's true. music you yeah. might have that suddenly the next day you don't have access to. That's right, and that's frustrating. And I get that, and I've heard that argument about movies too, like people mm. buying digital movies. Like if that studio one day mm-hmm. decides to pull their digi- their movie the off of a service, yeah, 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 then yeah. it's no longer available yeah. there. So I'm not even talking like the streaming services, but even like if you like go to Apple to Apple Movies and download and buy a movie, mm-hmm. the studio could yank that the next day if they wanted to, or Apple could decide to stop offering it if they wanted. To. So hmm. I get that there. That's where people still like like I want the physical permanence because you can't take that away from me at some yep. point. Yep. But right, it's not a really a problem. I think it pops up often enough too for that's me true. to care. That now, much. do you have any vinyl records? I don't. No. Marco, you got any vinyl? Oh, see, Marco's got some vinyl to sell at home. Good for you. I got no. zero. Yeah. Nada. Nada. But it's I just was, another. It's another hobby I don't need to get into. Yeah, and not to put a bow around it, but I was in. A, I was in an antique, you know, uh, mall. I'll call it over right, the weekend. Right. They had records. It's antique stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyway. <Yes>. You, <laughs> there's We've got audio files in the audience. Yes, we do. Screaming at screaming their phones. At you guys don't know anything. Like, Unsubscribe. <laughs> Hate these guys. <laughs> so you got some world-changing ideas for us All there, right. brother? So Fast Company released their list of the world-changing ideas for 2023. World-changing ideas. These are basically a, a compilation of 45 winners and hundreds of honorees selected by Fast Company editors and reporters that represent the kind of innovation ingenuity necessary to make the world more accessible, equitable, Ooh, and sustainable man. for everyone. Wait a minute. Uh, what, okay, got it, got it. Not going to go through all these. Yeah, so yeah, basically, yeah. it's like stuff that they've highlighted in the magazine in articles over the years. They basically are like, hey, let's get together and compile these into what we think are some of the the, the, the most important and world-changing tech, you know, mm-hmm. world-changing ideas, I should say. Got it. A lot of tech in here, but just ideas in general. A couple ones I wanted to highlight. So Dell received Company of the Year. What? For some of their stuff. I know. What? We don't feel... I think Wait, Dell is you just like said a, world-changing, world-changing ideas, they the, and you're going to kick it off they're with the, Dell? They're the world-changing company of the year. Is Compaq in here? Uh, <laughs> So apparently it's because, as they note here, a series of projects including solar-powered shipping containers that bring digital tools to the developing world oh, that's and a laptop cool. designed to be easily disassembled and repaired or recycled. A lot of this ah. is about stuff they're either doing or just stuff they're at least messing with. So let's start with the laptop. Uh, okay, got it. So this laptop idea is not something that's actually going to be made and sold, but basically in the idea of coming up with, hey, how can we make technology like laptops, phones, tablets, et cetera, more economically or more ecologically friendly and got you know, it. Yep. Uh, yep. climate friendly or whatever mm-hmm. where we're not you know this whole big thing that basically once it's done it's like well well garbage yeah. and, and you yeah. know some of it's not you know degradable or or whatever it's not easy to take apart right exactly. yes so their point mm-hmm. was like hey what if we make you know laptops where the components can be taken apart so much easier easier to break down easier to separate out stuff that can be replaced and recycled Got so it. we're not just you know once this thing bricks throwing out an entire laptop and starting all over again every time that's a good idea uh, so at least that's an idea they're working on and then the the one that they actually are practically using is they're taking old shipping containers remodeling them using them in developing countries third world countries to create like digital safe spaces like digital cafes schools little office spaces mm. basically just like you know 
dropping in simple, easy, easy and affordable places to create, you know, new environments and spaces where people can cohabitate, yeah, where they can right. work, where yeah. they can communicate and, and join the digital world. That's so. a pretty cool idea. I mean, hey, I again, like that. you know, if you thought like Dell's just the old laptop guys that, you know, are kind of on the back burner these days, <laughs> apparently they're busy. As doing I w- apparently did have that, uh, I apologize <laughs> hey, to I, Dell. I would have thought the same thing. I saw that too. I'm like, really? Dell? Like yeah. I, I went looked around, I'm like this says 2023, not 1993, right? <laughs> uh, but yes, no no sh- no shade on Dell. They're doing some pretty good stuff. Uh, a couple other ones that stood out to me: uh, Match Group and Garbo, who are creating dating app background checks. Cool. Kind of. I feel like that's one of those. Like I, I like that. I, I you know Marco's you know putting oh, a thumbs up. Thumbs up from Marco. Our, there it our, is. Our okay. resident dating app guy who's yes. still in the world of dating. Yes, you know, like, yes, yes, yes. I get it. Like I don't want to know who I'm dealing with. You know, totally. Totally, and you know, so they're, they're like, going to want to know what Marco's up to. You know, oh, I mean, clearly, I would exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so wait, wait, wait. So these people, they they do kind of like the behind the scenes, yes. uh, background yep. checking of, and then and like, they're working with some of the top apps like Tinder, for instance, mm, and some of these it. others, and basically like, hey, you know, when you sign up and do a profile, you can you know have a, a background check run on you, and when you're interested in matching with somebody, you can access a background check on them. And I know some people are thinking like, oh, it's just like too impersonal. I'm like, but again, if you're, especially if you're not in the world of dating, which, you know, I'm far removed at this point, but I've heard enough horror stories. Yep. That Same here. I, I completely understand, especially for women, I think, you know, yes. like oh, you want to sure. know what you're getting into before you start even communicating with somebody yep. sometimes, you yep. know, yep. it's not, not the, not the same world of dating as it used to be where you just, <laughs> you know, met somebody at school or at the mall or at your job or something and yeah. got to know them that way, you know? So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see a couple others that stood out to me. Train tech, who's making passive cooling cart technology for street vendors. Ooh. So like street vendors who sell yes. like fresh produce, for instance, yes. and need to keep that stuff cool for as yes. long as they can throughout the day. Okay. They're making passive cooling technology for their carts to make it easier to stay cool for a while. Like Simplistic, it. but makes sense. Very, yep. you know, I'm sure it's you know it helps very much with that those economies. They mentioned NASA's DART test, which I know we've talked about. Oh yeah, sure, for sure, hitting, absolutely. Moving that asteroid out of the way. <laughs> uh, something called from a company called Oxos Medical, a portable X-ray. I, I saw that on the list too. Uses like 80 percent less radiation, so it's actually like you know viable to be like an actual portable. And X-ray. it can still see, I guess. Right? I guess yeah. it said it uses AI technologies to help Ooh, improve some of the got it. the visuals. Yeah, essentially. yeah, yeah. yeah. Fill in the but gaps. If basically, you will, something visuals. that like layman could potentially use to do X-rays, and or in again in developing countries where you maybe can't bring in you that's know, that kind pretty of cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then the last one, you know, which has been relevant lately, is the, the Brooklyn Public Library, which started offering digital offerings to combat book bannings around the country. Basically, saying like, hey. You know, if there's a book that you like that's been banned in your area, we'll offer to you for free digitally from our library. Books unbanned, so, I see. Exactly. <laughs> so that was the ones that I, again, as always, you know, we always put all the links to these articles in our show notes. Highly recommend and checking them out. This one, there's there's lots of great ideas to go through. There's plenty more. Like I said, there's 45 that, that were on the list of the winners. And the then winners, there's yes. hundreds more under the honorees. World-changing ideas, right? So this is not, not just like tech and innovation. It's like exactly. they're trying to do some Trying some to change the world, make it a better change. place. Yeah, yeah. That's guess, kind of crazy. Like the NASA Dart one, it's like trying to save the world. It's not just world-changing. <laughs> it's world-saving, potentially. So. <laughs> oh, man. So All vacations right. are coming up, right? And, they and are. You, you, you kind of get in your car and you drive. And when you're driving along, 
you need some fast food. Isn't that the American way? You know, you just stop off somewhere. I try to avoid fast the fast food. food these days. I try. Like, I'll, you I'll can't go avoid down. it. You you, you, you can try to avoid it. We try to avoid it all the time. But <laughs> but nevertheless, we have the age old question of who is the best whatever right, fast right. food. And so uh, we we've I've got, got some. I got some gruff gruff with some of these. But oh, good, we'll, good, let's good. Talk good. About Thrillist uh, came out with their annual fast food awards. Now I was only going to focus in on the fast food, not the casual food. So okay, they, that's fine. They, they that's have fine. casual food here as well. But anyway, they this is a pretty exa- exhaustive, uh, I guess, survey. I you know it to is. be honest mm. with you, I'm not exactly sure how they came up with this. I think it was a survey. <laughs> and in here we we like to know the methodology, right? Right. right. I apologize. I don't know the methodology. Of it how was they either a lot of taste testing or a nice big survey of people. So. <laughs> So they because they there's because the, I, I dove into some of the lists and some of them were like 20, 30 entries oh, deep. Dude, yeah, you know, like yeah, like who's like got deep, that much time for chicken sandwiches? Deep, 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 deep. All right, so let's start off in the morning. Okay, breakfast. You know they rank the top. Uh, what are the best breakfast food or which fast food restaurant has right, the best right. breakfast? Okay, I'm just going to give you the top three. McDonald's is number three. Chick-fil-A is number two. Now, I'm going to pause there because I didn't realize Chick-fil-A had a breakfast. It's a pretty limited menu, but they do. But my kids flipping love Chick-fil-A breakfast. I mean, they're like, Dad, you've never been. It's like, it's, well, I don't want chicken for breakfast. I'm the like, little, no, you don't understand. The little yeah. chicken thingies, they're, and they're pretty got good. Got a thumbs up from Marco. Okay, so yeah. he's been there. Okay, and then number one is Wendy's. I, I I don't know. So what are your, you well, got any contention on so this one? Or it's are you funny because when you con- sent me this, I thought they were suggesting like they were saying like which of these fast food places is best overall, not just breakfast. Oh, and I was kind of like you know I can see Wendy's making their case because mm-hmm. McDonald's is kind of getting stale of sorts, right. boring in a way yeah. you know yeah, 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 yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So I could I could see that, but then I saw it was the breakfast. I'm like okay, I have tried Wendy's breakfast and I love the seasoned potatoes. That's probably my favorite part of it. The French toast the dipping sticks are pretty potatoes. good. The potatoes, okay. Yeah, the seasoned potatoes are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sandwiches to me are... The breakfast are, baconator? Come on. I haven't tried that yet. That's <laughs> that's that's a little too much for me. That, all right. That, all would, right. that would put me in, in a bad place to start the morning. <laughs> but I've had like, you know, they're, they have like, you know, a sausage, egg, yeah, 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 croissant, yeah, 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 yeah. Swiss. It's good. You know, it's it is good. good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So I, I, I dig their stuff. Chick-fil-A, I think, is fine. Like, it's very niche, but it's fine. McDonald's, though, I mean... There are a lot. I mean, again, overall, I don't think McDonald's is like the greatest ever. Right. But their breakfast, they have kind of got it's, it down to it's a bit of a solid, science. dude. Like yeah. if you're on the road, we when we're coming home, we always stop off at McDonald's for breakfast, exactly. and we get the Mc, what is it the 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 basically the pancake the McGriddle, the McGriddle. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's like a go to. Yeah, right? they've 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 figured out. Breakfast. They have like, definitely yeah, figured out tasty breakfast. I don't think you can go wrong. I don't know. Again, I, I think Wendy's has some interesting new offerings. I don't know I would put them over McDonald's yet. And I definitely don't think Chick-fil-A would be well second it, on my list. I, I'm, I'm with you there. Would you go to number four on the list, which Was is Taco, Taco Bell? Bell? Yeah. I do like Taco Bell's breakfast. No, for breakfast? You'll do a breakfast burrito? No, see, but I love their me, crunch wrap. That... The crunch wrap is amazing. Okay, got it. Yeah, see, I even had the crunch wrap. The breakfast crunch wrap. Yeah, but that's it a, is noted as one of the better it. ones. Yes, like, got it, got yeah. it. All right, so there's your breakfast. Interesting list, though, yeah. Interesting list. All right, so now let's go to the best burger, yeah. right? So this is the ranking of the best burger. I'll just give you the top three. Sonic, 
Their supersonic double cheeseburger was number three. Cheeseburger, that's right. Uh, the number was two, that a typo? <laughs> number two, uh, I think that is a typo. Number two <laughs> is In and Out Burger. Now, I've never been to In and Out. Have you, either. Marco? Nope. You've been to an In and Out? Would you rank it as number two as best burger from fast so food restaurant? Double no, double? he's saying no. The double double is number two. Culver's comes in at number one as the, just listen to this name, the double butter burger with cheese. I mean, how can you not have a good butter, so, a burger that's got butter in it? The first thing that cracks me out. up here is all these are doubles. <laughs> well, that is so I American. Like this is like, yeah, this, this is, is so, so American. Like, this is so like, if you're listening some, anywhere outside of America, you're probably like, these oh, damn are European Americans. friends? Yeah. A rich, rich, yeah, rich, rich and, and you are probably listening right now. Like, yeah, there's, there's bloody Americans. Checks out, you know, <laughs> double everything, you know. Like, why is, didn't KFC just bring back their double down? The oh, thing did where they? it's like the uh, two pieces of chicken with sandwich <laughs> stuff in between, where the the bun is the chicken essentially. Of course, yeah, of course, that's, that's American excess. Now, have you had the Culver's double? I've butter never burger? had any of these. Oh, like, what, I've had a, I've had a regular butter burger from Culver's. Like, just oh, a standard okay, same one. here. Okay, well, I'm assuming the double is is just double, yeah. Which, double and don't get me wrong, I like it. I don't know that I would say it's the best. Okay, all right, fair I'm enough. I'm a big fan of Wendy's burgers. Sonic, honestly. so but you've never had a Sonic burger? No, I, dude, Sonic, I. I'm, Sorry to you, Sonic stands out there, but I, that is a <laughs> oh. place I go for shakes, slushies, and oh, that's okay. it. All right, I will fair. not touch their that's food. That's fair. Oh, and yeah. tater tots are all right. <laughs> you should go that's try. You should go try the burger. Uh, it's 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 really very quite tasty. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have any contention here? Uh, so, what would you have put I, closer to the t- now? So, I didn't I'll give it. you my answer real quick. Okay. Wendy's. Wendy's is yeah. like the go-to burger for us in our in our family. If we're gonna if we have to eat quick, fast food, right? Burger, Wendy's. Yes, I will agree with you. That is like because I, I, I didn't look at the last rest of this list for that particular one for the burger. Now, yeah, you're, to your point, if I'm getting a fast food burger. Wendy's would probably be at the top of my list. Just yep. even just a regular single, I think is fine. Yep. I do like a McDonald's like cheeseburger. Yeah. Even though it's just a very plain. Oh, simple, you're just talking the simple yeah, little plain just cheeseburger. Just a simple little cheeseburger. I yeah. do enjoy those for a quick bite if you don't need something super hearty or whatever. But you right. want if you want a solid burger, I think Wendy's is your yep. choice there. And granted, again, I haven't tried a lot of these. I'm just not a big burger guy these days. If I get a burger, I'm getting like a gourmet burger from mm-hmm. you know, like Red Robin mm-hmm. or. You I got know, you. Some other, you know, kind of more casual, fast casual restaurant. Yep, 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 yep. yep. That You're was... like my daughter. She ranks burgers, by the way. <laughs> Tori, my youngest, she loves a burger. She calls it a burger. Let's go have a burger. And she'll rank them. She'll, oh, nice. She's not like my son, who actually keeps a, a running list of the best <laughs> Chipotle's that he's ever been to. But <laughs> isn't that awesome? But she does. She ranks every single burger. We're like, okay, so where does this one As rank? a guy who's a big fan of making lists, I can, I can appreciate <laughs> I that. I thought you would so, appreciate that. All right, let's do the the last one All here. Right. Best. There's another one. I got some contention. Best with. fries uh, out there. Okay, so Marco, you got a guess on what it was? What's in the top three? He's not even going to guess. What's the best one? No, Station. Even no, dude, you're out of here. Okay, so number three <laughs> is the Chick Fil A waffle fry, which I do have in my top three. I I probably would. The, the Chick Fil A waffle fry. So Chick Fil A, by the way, has is ended up twice now in the top ten. Right. McDonald's. You got to hand it to them. They're number two. McDonald's, as much as you like the cheeseburgers, like the standard, their fries are pretty much yeah. like the standard. They're perfection. Yeah. And the number one one, I, I do, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I do agree with it. And then sometimes I'm like, eh, the Arby Curly Fry. Dude, that is, as a fry, though, 
I, so you're both it's, frowning. You're both frowning. Well, that's, that's I like a good curly fry. Don't get me wrong. Yes, it, here, it's but it's things, not the if best. I, if I go to Arby's and yes. I'm getting fries, I'm getting the curly fries. Oh, hell I'm not yeah. messing with their regular ones because no. they're just not nearly as good. Right. But I also, if you were saying like, hey, go get some fries, <laughs> that would not be where I start. I would probably start at McDonald's. <laughs> I see. I do I think see. Wendy's fries, since they kind of changed their formula up, is are, are much better now. Too. Yes. Okay. I, do, I'm I really with you love there. a waffle fry. Also. Okay. All right. Arby's. I don't know. Arby's be, wouldn't have been in your top five. It I, sounds I, like. I doubt it would be top. Five. It might not even top ten. I yeah, see. It's just. I guess just because I just don't think of it. Like when I think of a fry, I think of the traditional fry. Stick, French, French fry. French fry. Yeah. And I'm not. This again. You're not a, fry a slight. Snob, then. Not a slight. <laughs> To the curly fries, because I think a curly fry can be fantastic, and I think they have good curly fries. Oh, a good curly fry? You know, the one that's like the full yeah, the nice fry, the springy, springy one? Come on, Yeah, but dude. let's be honest. When you go to Arby's, you get one of the nice big springy <laughs> ones, and then just a crap load of overly fried pieces. <laughs> bits. That are like super We're going to call them fried yeah, bits. Yes, exactly. yes, yes, yes. That, that's fair. That's whereas, fair. whereas I think when you go to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, you get a consistent experience every fry you get from the top. Now, the Arby's bottom. did have two in the top ten. The, the Arby's Crinkle Fry was number six. I don't know that I've ever had their crinkle fries. Uh, nobody has their... <laughs> I didn't, know, gets I didn't know that was a thing. Everybody gets the curly fries. Who even knew they had curly fries? I did note because because I also was looking through some of these other lists, like the chicken sandwich and stuff. But, oh, okay. Um, I noticed they had the Raising Cane's um, cr- or crinkle fries yes. somewhere. Maybe it was top 10, 15 mm, or so, I think, on the fry list. Is, yeah. I, those are very good fries. But that's in part because you dip them in that Raising Cane's sauce. And uh, just, they're number 11, by the way. Yes, yes, yeah. so. yes. All right, so that's all I was going to comment right, on. Right. Did you have additional comments on any of the no, list there? I, you know, like I said, I looked through the the chicken sandwich. Oh, Marco's got a Marco's, Marco's got, got a, a comment. comment yes. The, oh, the chicken so sandwiches. The All number right. one chicken sandwich was not the Popeyes, which everybody thought it was. I think that ended up at number. Now two. wait a minute. Are you looking at the best spicy sandwich? Because no, that I was, was a category. The, best the fried chicken sandwich at a fast food. Chicken sandwich. Got it. All right. So hang on, because I know. Oh, wait. Number one was actually weirdly surprising. So Popeyes came in at number two because obviously everybody got crazed about Popeyes a few years ago. I've yet to have that. <laughs> I have number either. one. I have not ever had this, did not even really know this was a thing. The Burger King Chicken sandwich. Exactly. What? No. No. Well, first off, my family won't let me go to Burger King because they (laughs) they just think that it's like... Is this like the Kroger thing? You buy too much? No. (laughs) Yes, but no. I mean, they just think Burger King is like not food. And and it's so and Burger King did not show up on most of these lists no. anywhere else. So what is the chicken sandwich? No, I don't none know. of us have had the chicken. All they really point out is it says okay, it says it's built from extra crispy chicken, thick crinkle cut pickles, signature sauce, and a potato bun. Which apparently a potato bun they say is what really sets it over the edge. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, granted, again, I haven't had it. I feel like I need to try it now. Um, but yeah, that came in over top of the Popeyes, which I feel like most people usually think is the best. KFC's chicken sandwich was at three. Bojangles was at four. Chick-fil-A didn't show up until number oh, five. five, which is, re- is th- that's outrageous to me. Now, granted, that is, I to do me, like that a, is the best chicken. I do like a good crunchy chicken sandwich, oh. but I feel like those are hard to come by that are solid. Again, yeah. which is why I understand why the Popeyes became so popular, because mm-hmm. it's got the crunch to it. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to have to try out this Burger King, but that was the one thing that stood out to me. I'm not I'm trying like, out the Burger King. I'm not like, doing I it. don't go to Burger King very often. And and actually, I the only <laughs> thing I really do like at Burger King, actually, I think a Whopper is not bad, but... They're old school chicken sandwich, like the old kind of long, flat chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. More like a like submarine this. kind yeah, of Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's because they just slather it in, in mayonnaise <laughs> for some reason. 
<laughs> Extra butter and mayonnaise, yes. But yeah, I'd say Burger King is not high on the list of quality right. fast food as quality right. fast food goes. So. Fair enough. Man, so. hopefully no one's planning for any of these is planning to sponsor us anytime soon. We're... <laughs> So check out the list in the notes. And you, there's other things they rank. They rank coffee. They rank fish. They rank all kinds of stuff. See if you agree. There's a Burger King executive is about ready to hit send on. I want to sponsor the Tech Connect podcast. Like, no, nope. nope, not these guys. Ain't gonna happen. Send the king over there to kick their asses. You know. <laughs> All right, so all why right. why are people showing up late? Um, What's so, going on? Hey, here? we all we all have that person in our life, right? That um, maybe more than one person, maybe somebody you work with. Uh, the folks that um, maybe someone you're married to, maybe someone <laughs> one of your kids, maybe <laughs> somebody in your I, I was your family. That personal, but that oh. person, that person in your life, yeah, it's always late. They can never show up for anything on time. They're always running five, ten, fifteen minutes late. That yes. person, I got a, I got a friend like this. My oldest buddy, I've known him for over thirty years now. Yeah, he's that guy that if you're going to make plans, you tell him half an hour earlier than. Oh, you I see. Need. Yeah, if you need him because at three, he, it starts at two thirty. Exactly, yeah. he will show up at three. You know, if you're lucky at that point. You know, <laughs> like I went to a Reds game with him a few weeks back, oh. and like we were supposed to meet over at his house, and I was running behind. I had to pick up my son, and we got stuck in traffic. And I'm like, we're on our way, dude. We're on our way. I get there, wait at his house ten minutes before he shows up. He just wandered off somewhere. <laughs> While he was waiting for us, <laughs> like I don't know why I was worried. Because and in the meantime, you missed the opening pitch. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think we got there just in time. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so basically, th- there was some studies that have been done back in 2017 in particular to try to determine and understand what makes people late. And part of the findings is that um, a big part of it is that a lot of people apparently who are perpetually late mm-hmm. underestimate how long it takes to get places. That apparently that's especially a problem the more familiar people are with an area. So if you're familiar with your local town and your local neighborhoods and stuff, you might think to yourself, oh, it doesn't take me that long to get I can get from here to there. Yeah, exactly. Because you're so used to doing it on automatic Mm -hmm. that you don't think about how long it takes. So you start underestimating that. And when you need to get somewhere, you end up leaving later because you underestimate that. that. Mm. And I, I get that to some extent. Like I think of like, for instance, just my literal neighborhood, like the neighborhood, the, the sub- suburb that I live in, mm-hmm. trying to get out of there just up to a main road to start going somewhere mm-hmm. takes almost 10 minutes. Like when I'm coming to work, oh, like when I'm coming to work what? in the morning, yeah. I spend more time getting from my house to like a main artery, major road. Yeah. And then, which will then take me to the expressway to get me to work, then it takes for me to, to, for, to make that part of it. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm spending more time gotcha. on the first part of that than yeah, the latter. Yeah. And I, again, it's one of those things where I think probably most people think, oh, getting out of my neighborhood to that main road is not going to take that long. Yeah. And that's where the most of the journey is going to be is when I get out to there. <laughs> and that's that's where, again, that's people's fair. perceptions start getting okay. stuff. Okay, all right, all right. If you, don't, if you don't think about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, part of the survey, they actually had, this was like, I think, done in London. So they had 20 students who had recently come to London, moved to London to, um, you know, to go to school, said have them map out their area and how long it took to get around. And they said familiarity clearly removed the perception of time, that as they were more familiar with the area, they started messing up how long a stuff would take. When they weren't familiar, they tended to be on time more often uh-huh. because they didn't know how long it was going to take, and they right. would bake in additional bake time. Bake in a little things. extra time. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so they, it also says these folks that are perpetually late may not factor in prep time. They may have an inaccurate recollection of previous time that something mm-hmm. took. Uh, apparently, there was also a correlation with music in a way where – and they said this is especially true with younger generations, that if younger generations are listening to music while they're doing something or take doing something time-consuming, mm-hmm. if they listen to four short songs, 
They assume that it takes a shorter amount of time because they're listening to short music <laughs> versus if they listen to longer songs, they think something takes longer. Even if, I gotcha. So basically, like if you listen to like four two-minute songs, mm-hmm. then that must have been short. Yes. If you listen to two four-minute songs, it must have been long. Eight minutes both ways. Got it. But the perception changes. Yes, yes. Uh, and then there's all, the last thing they that's point fascinating. out is that there are a lot of people also who just have a personality attitude about being late that's basically like, hey, I will be on time when it matters. <laughs> if it doesn't matter, I have no care whether I'm on time or not. I see. It's not going to affect my personality and the way I move. Very if, interesting. If, it, if I've got to get to a you know to the airport to get on time to get on a flight, I will be on time for that. But if it's to show up to your party at six and yeah. I show up at seven fifteen, yeah, whatevs. whatevs. It's just your party. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, no, yeah. So yeah. We, we again, I, I promise you, anyone who's listening to this is probably going, yeah, I know that person. I know, I know exactly. Who's, maybe you are that person, but you probably know that person. So and now maybe, there's a little bit. Maybe of cut them a little bit of slack. Maybe they just. You I'm know, not cutting them slack. No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You can get, I don't know. I, I think getting better at time perception is something we can all. Yes. You know, strive for. Yes. <laughs> Especially younger generations, Especially but I'm not going to say that out loud like mm. I just did. Just so did. anyway, I really want your take on the next one here. So this is all around superhero apparently you, movies. You know I've got are, takes on this. Movie. Are starting to die. That's why I put this on the list. I'm like, oh, I got to get John's take on this. So so the whole thing here is that at really high level, this, ar- this article is presenting data and opinion that you know, hey, maybe the whole superhero genre is is kind of on the outs. The a superhero bit. fatigue, superhero is fatigue is what they call it, and they and they do refer to. There's a nice chart on here where it, you know it's it's charting superhero movies and then contemporary fiction, which is this bucket that I guess they'd really it's, it's anything kinda, that's not a superhero bingo. <laughs> Basically. Or science fiction, I suppose. <laughs> That's or, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and and the two came to a nexus. It looks like around 2019, mm-hmm. when you know superheroes with uh, maybe the peak uh, was was right around 2021, and now it's starting to to wane a little bit. And so they're making the argument: uh, is, is are the audiences growing a little bit tired of superheroes? Like the Ant Man and the Wasp, you know, the latest movie from you know of that one didn't right, do quite right. as well as. As, as folks were hoping it would to certainly the makers uh, thought that it would. And so it, again, the overall thing here, so just kind of diving into some of the statistics, you know, superheroes uh, movies didn't make up more than 10% of the American box office until 2008. So really kind of 2008 Which is when, when it the started. MCU essentially took off. Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. And then obviously it was very dominant uh, for quite some time, but now they're arguing and they've got a survey. Of course they surveyed people right, last summer right. in fact, that 41% of adults say they don't like superhero movies anymore, which is up from 37, 36%, so, you know, negligible, if you ask me. Right. But uh, but then they got into ticket sales, right? And so some of the ticket sales are down a little bit. But then they countered themselves by saying, well, yeah, but if you, if you consider Guardian of the Galaxies 3, which is apparently killing it, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, it was um, huge. This, it sounded like this was huge. written like a little before, around the, right around the time that came out. Exactly. It was a huge success. A huge yes. success, which might be kind of like, well, maybe this isn't. So I wanted to get your... You've read this. You've looked at some of oh, the yeah. numbers here. Oh, yeah. What's your opinion, my friend? So, okay. I, let's First of all, if it's not established, I'm a big, I'm a big Marvel guy. I'm yep. a big superhero comic yep. book, superhero movies guy, yep. science fiction guy. I love a good blockbuster. Honestly, the only time I go to theaters anymore is, is to, to see, see a blockbuster. Yeah, right. Movies. Exactly. And I realize maybe you're thinking like, well, that makes you part of the problem. 
I just, but you know, again, the the cost of movies for one thing has become exorbitant. Oh, it's you know, for ridiculous. me to go check out what may or may not be like a good art house film and mm. pay twenty thirty bucks just yeah. for the experience of going, you're waiting when I can just wait and watch um, it on waiting. streaming in yeah. two months. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Sorry, that's going to win out. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to go spend that kind of money, I want the big, loud, crazy blockbuster that, you know, makes me feel the feels. You yes, know, for, exactly. For a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, my son's getting the age where I can take into movies now. He wants to see all the big, cool whiz-bang mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. That said, okay, you know, again, I, I, have, I still have nothing but appreciation for smaller films. You know, I do wish there was more space sometimes for new ideas and for non IP ID ideas. Mm, you know. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I just, yeah. I just literally a couple weeks ago watched everything everywhere all at once. The big Oscar winner mm, from this mm, year, mm. brilliant, you know, genre type film, you know, is definitely not your standard, you know, like, you know, period piece that you might see winning an Oscar, beautiful, great, amazing film, but still crazy and weird and, and different, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure it did, you know, it did well in the box office, but you know, it wasn't something I felt the need to go rush out and see in the theater. Obviously, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So that being said, you know, I've been a fan of the MCU since it began. And let's be honest, people have been saying this superhero fatigue thing for a while now, s- since Iron Man came out, you know, like <laughs> when Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk both came out in the same summer, uh, yes. months apart from uh, one that another. would be 08, by the way. Yeah. yeah like uh-huh. everyone was like, everyone yeah. was like oh, people are going to get tired of these superhero movies. And then 15 20 years plus, later, 20 plus years, you know, 20 plus movies later. Yes. Yes. A decade-long run all the way up to the Avengers Infinity War and Endgame saga. And these became some of the most popular, biggest films of all time. And huge money And I will add, very good ones, too. I mean, you know, again, regardless of your opinion on... If you're not a superhero movie fan, fine, I get Mm -hmm. you, man. I like Mm -hmm. it. For those of us that are, some of these movies have been some of the best representations of superheroes that we ever thought we would ever get Mm -hmm. or never get at all. Yeah, right. But I think what this comes down to is... Because I will say this much. Since that whole big two-part Avengers thing since Endgame, which mm-hmm. was the culmination of this decade-long story, essentially. Yeah. Nothing in the MCU has quite been the same since. Mm. It's been hard to top. Well, yeah. And I don't know that they ever will, and that's fine if they don't. They're not going to stop making these. <laughs> <laughs> even if they're, de- even yeah. if the profits are declining a bit. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't justify not Because they're still huge. Them. Right. You know, in relative terms, it's still huge, but go ahead. Right. Yeah, I was looking at the slate. Like, okay, Marvel in particular right now has scheduled, and this is just currently scheduled. It could change. Through 2025, they've got eight more movies scheduled. Two more this year alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least seven Disney Plus TV series. And again, probably that will increase over the next few mm-hmm. years as well. They still have yet to actually formally introduce the Fantastic Four or the X-Men, which they now own as part of the Disney, you know, Marvel properties. Which there's all kinds of gold behind there. Uh, X-Men alone could get you another yeah. 20 years worth of, Absolutely. of, of films at this Absolutely. point. So again, this isn't going to stop. So if, if you don't like it, fine. You watch other <laughs> stuff. They're not going to stop making these just because no. you might be getting fatigued. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But also, I'll point out, you know, you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, 3. Yeah. Probably has been the best of the new MCU films since Endgame. Because, I think in part, because it's just a really good movie. Mm. It was really well made. Mm-hmm. It it pays off everything if you enjoyed the first well two written. movies. Yeah. And again, you know, a lot of people are like, well, there's this whole fatigue and like, you know, they're bringing in just all these random characters that nobody even knows. Did you have a clue who the hell the Guardians of the Galaxy were before no, that movie came out? Nobody no did. No one did. I did. Nobody. Didn't. I mean, I knew they existed. I'd never read a Guardians comic. <laughs> and that's saying something. I had no interest in yeah. that side of the Marvel Universe. Right. And they created a movie that I'm like, this is brilliant. I so love it. So it's, it's, it's a sauce, right? It's a sauce, it and then they just kind of, yeah, right? The characters going to be There's going to yeah. be ups and downs. I do think they're in a bit of a down period. I think the new Guardians movie was a definite upswing. Upswing. Mm-hmm, but I thought that mm-hmm. last Spider-Man movie was also a big upswing. It made a ton of money. It was also the first, like, 
you know, pandemic proof, you know, we're at the end of 2021. Everyone's like, I'm ready to go see movies. You know, we're ready to go back out and do this. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny that article mentioned Black Widow being one of their successes. I'm like, Black uh, Widow was kind of a bomb. Yeah. Not because it wasn't good, but because they released it on streaming. Right. At the same time. At the same time. And so nobody was going to go out and see it. Exactly. No. I mean, granted, you had to pay for it to stream it, I think, for yeah, a little while. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But my point is, like, this is not happening. There has been some diminishing returns. But now you've got like the DC universe is getting ready to do a reset. I'm with you, dude. They just I, hired James I, Gunn, who's the director I, of Guardians. Right. Yep. He's taking over the whole DC projects now. Mm-hmm. They're going to reboot all of that over the next few years. That's probably going to take off too. I mean, I I, I I will say like I think the pacing of the superhero movies could slow down. Mm. I'd be okay if Marvel just put out one a year, two one, a year, maybe two, slowed mm. down a little bit. They're trying to do three, right? Is that where they're, they're at right now? They've typically been doing three. three. Since 2017, they've been yep. doing three. Yep. And, they've, and, and they're doing at least three to four series you mm. know, on Disney Plus a mm. year, which you kind of need to watch two sometimes to understand stuff from right. the movies. Right. And right. It is getting a little overwhelming at times for someone like me who will just consume it all anyway, whatever. <laughs> but again, but at the end of the day, I just, you know, I mean... I you know I think the cost of going to the movies justifies a little bit this that you want to go absolutely spectacle. yeah well for sure I mean the the movie theater experience of these in and of itself is 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 worth the, the draw right. the Fantasia to use a, a right, term, right. that that allure is still going to be there it's it's that's why people go to watch these yeah. things you know well and they were it's, pointing out I thought it was cool in that article they did note that like you know back there was a time when. Westerns and war movies mm, dominated. Dominated. You know, it was sure. the most popular films you'd see. You yeah, know, right. you had a period during the 70s where, like, the spy drama, mm-hmm. you know, the thriller, you know, like yeah. the, the, you know, the, the intrigue drama type stuff. You know, you had, I don't know, you had, they mentioned like rom coms, you know, rom coms and traditional comedies were massive yeah. back in the like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And now yeah. you're hard pressed to find a, a, a quality comedy or a, right. or, or a romantic comedy mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in the theaters at this point. Most oh, of those no. are going yeah. straight to streaming. Straight to streaming. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's ebb and flow. You're right. At some point, at some point, the superhero movie will wither and die. There will be a point where the returns diminish so badly. But it's not going goes, away. Yeah. Nah, I, don't I don't think, think it's ever going I away. I think we're at least a decade away from that. Oh, for happening. sure. For sure. And it may also mean that there starts being a slew of some pretty mediocre to bad movies. <laughs> but... I don't know. If nothing when, else, when Disney and Marvel pool, know what they're doing. Oh, give for sure. Credit. Yeah, they've got From a machine. casting alone. they got a machine. I think that's been their, that's probably, if I, if uh, my last point of this, if, if anything about what Marvel and Disney have managed to accomplish is they've had the greatest casting, I think, of all time mm. for these films. Can mm. you, I mean, there's, I can't think of almost a single character that has been miscast in any of these Marvel movies so far. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, and I, and I, that helps. I wonder if people are knocking on their door, which they probably oh, are. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, everybody think about, like, wants imagine to Imagine anyone but Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron, Iron Man, Man in the yeah, first movie. No, yeah. would, would we even have the MCU? I had don't it been know. Oh, wow. I don't Tom know. Cruise wanted to be Iron Man at one point. Oh, really? I don't know if that would have worked. I don't think I like would've. Tom Cruise in a lot of stuff. I think the Mission Impossible <laughs> movies are fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. Iron Man? I don't know if he would have worked as Iron Man, though. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Now, if you can't tell, I could have literally go on about superhero movies (laughs) for. I knew that wouldn't get you fired up. Hours on end. (laughs) We could, you know, not only have a yearly Star Trek, Star Wars podcast, we could have a. (laughs) 
a uh, superhero <laughs> podcast. We could do a Star Trek one too. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but for now, we do need to move on. And, yes, uh, I suppose. So. Wrap up here today. Yes. Uh, first of all, as always, thanks so much to our Tech Connect sponsors. We appreciate those. There's a lot support. of them. Can we rattle some um, of them off? Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah, like, I mean, I, I know we got. Oh, there's we got Zebra, Zebra, of course. We got uh, Toshiba now. Yes. Intel's around. Uh, yes. Lenovo. Epson, uh, Lenovo. Honeywell. Yep. Uh, Epson, you mentioned that. Um, Microtouch, they yep. did one of our episodes. Microtouch, yep, yep. Yeah, we said Elo, uh, oh, Star. that's fair enough. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, just wanted to throw a couple yeah. of them out so, there. Yeah. As always, thank you guys. We appreciate your support of our show. The Tech Connect program could not do this without you. We could not sit here and talk about fast food and superheroes. That's right. Without your support. So, yeah. I don't know if you knew that's what your money was going towards, but it is. <laughs> I promise you next week will be our regular episode. But hey, if you like the show, you got to tell us. We need to know. We, I mean, you can, if you're sitting here thinking, man, these guys are great. Hey, okay, even if you're sitting here thinking you're not great and you think we can improve, tell us. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Hit the like button. Absolutely. Subscribe to the channel. Send us a message. Submit your ideas to us. You can get a free T-shirt. Free T-shirt for, for the summer. An idea. Yep. Exactly. Nice free T-shirt, comfortably for the summer. Follow Blue Star on LinkedIn. There's always recaps of our episodes. So if you miss one and you don't really want to listen to all of it, but you can read a quick recap about it. Uh, and as always, if you do want to get in touch with us directly, you can always find us on Twitter at TechConnectPod. Email us, TechConnect at BlueStarInc.com. All right, Dean, let's yes, wrap sir. up. Uh, like I said, I, 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 went, I decided to forego value to the VAR today. Yes. I didn't see much connection here, you know. <laughs> I, unless there's a way that you can make some money off superheroes, I, if so, get, well, get yeah, in on really. It. Yeah, really. What the heck are you waiting for? Yeah, if you can get like a you know a barcode scanner into the next Marvel movie or something, you know, like barcode man. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised. There was actually a podcast I was listening to the other day. I think it was This American Life. I was talking about a guy whose whole job it was to go. He was making a had made an extensive catalog of like one and done. Oh, villains and yeah. heroes okay, in comic yeah. books over the years, uh-huh. and just some of the absurdly stupid. Names, and, names, yeah. and characters, and power sets you come up with. I promise you, there's probably a barcode man out there somewhere. <laughs> Look, there's Condiment King. All right, there's a Batman <laughs> villain from back in the '60s and '70s, I think, maybe called Condiment King, who just Condiment walked around King. with guns that squirted ketchup. Come and mustard. on now, not a lie. I love it. They make fun of it in the Lego Batman movie, uh, and they have some good. Fun of it, so. <laughs> As anyway, like, as they should. So yeah. we're skipping that. So we're, we're skipping. Let's it. just get into what's tech connected with you. All um, right. Well, which, you know, again, basically just kind of like extending what we've already been doing. What's tech yes. connecting with you? Well, right I've now? got a bold claim that okay. I'm going to lay at you. I am moving to Iran. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you good with that? I mean, do you want to know why I'm moving there? I, I'm going to stay here and pod from here, but we can we can hook up over Zencast. I'm moving still, to Iran know, so. now. They've got their issues, right? They've got their <laughs> issues <laughs> with the. They <laughs> do with that. With the whole, poly- I'm not even going to get yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So, but when you map the countries by based on paid vacation and time off, Iran <laughs> is number one. So let's let's go through this real quick. Paid vacations, and to your point, this is uh, this is kind of depressing in the sense of when yeah, you. Yeah. So so this was uh, where was this? This is a visual capitalist, uh, you know, little chart here that shows uh, based uh, you know what countries have the best. Or the most, I don't say the best, but the most paid vacation, time off, 
um, and uh, paid vacation. Or, I'm sorry, paid holidays, and they rank them. Of course, the U.S. came in dead last in just about every single one of these. Shocking. So, so let's start with paid vacation. U.S. Om- the lowest, just about the lowest, at ten paid vacations per 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 year. And there are probably some people that are out there going like, "What? I'd kill for ten. Absolutely. Uh, we just barely are above Micronesia, which where is that? I don't know. But they only have nine. Days and by the way, they're the only one in the world that is lower than us in paid vacation. All the other countries in the world have more paid vacation than us. Average in in Europe was about thirty plus days or so. China, for crying out loud, gets sixteen days of paid vacation, and Russia. 42 paid days yeah. of vacation on average that you get there. So here in the U.S., we only get a measly 10. Okay, so that that's bad, right? But yes. it gets worse. Paid leave. The U.S. is also terrible at that. Guaranteed uh, paid leave. Gu- guaranteed yeah. paid leave. That's right. Uh, I think it's zero is the number right. in, the, in the U.S. But if you look around the world, if you live in China, you get five days guaranteed paid days. If you live in Russia... 28 days of guaranteed paid leave. So, uh, and then to add, well, actually here at the end, it's not quite as depressing as we talk about paid holidays. The, the U.S. is actually on par with the EU, which I thought was a little bit surprising. Yeah. Paid 10, on average, well, 10 paid U.S. holidays uh, on par with the, uh, with again, the EU. Iran's number one again. About 10. But our, yeah, well, I got the full tally for Iran here in just a second. Uh, but anyway, we're on par with the EU, which I find surprising because every time I try to have a meeting with any of our European folks, right. they're on holiday. Yeah. They're on paid yeah. holiday. I think they made up the word holiday, right? We're on a paid holiday. So to see that we're on par with them, great. Okay, so the U.S. is terrible. What is that? So it's, it's an average of 20 days. Uh, a total uh, out of them. But if you rack up Iran, Iran, 53 paid vacation days, 26 paid leave, 27 holidays, that's 106 mm-hmm. days out of the year uh, that you're able to 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 have off, which is crazy, right? When you yeah. think about the total of 261 working days, when you take out the weekends, that's 261 days total that you can work. Almost half of them, you're off in Iran. That's why I'm moving, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even. I, I, I'm not even asking for that much. You give me. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, give me even half of that. And I'll I take China. I'll yeah. take China. Yeah, China's got 16. You know, they got six more paid days, five more uh, paid leave days. I don't know what their. Um, I'd have to look at what their holidays were. Uh, but yeah, I'll take what they got in China because that'd be yeah. a that'd be an 11 day bump from where we're on on average here. Anyway, that's my depressing news. Yep. <laughs> What's tech connecting with yep. me today? Yeah, but I, it, I, when you I, see I, me, yeah, I don't. I don't think I even want to add anything. Okay, to <laughs> I think you're just you're you, just going to move on. You, you, we've talked about this enough. I think I've reiterated oh, my feelings on this particular man. topic that it's it's a little bit yeah. depressing that we fair enough. We put so little into giving folks you know, yeah, 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 time yeah. to enjoy their yeah. lives. Well, hey, so. maybe we'll turn someday, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. we can we can have when, hope for the future. We're too old to care anymore. That's exactly right. So, what's tech connecting with you? Is it uh, technology? It is actually. I actually got go. a tech one here. So, uh, this is an article from uh, TechRadar.pro. Uh, huge amounts of workplace data simply aren't wanted or needed. Ooh. This is one of those things that, if you think about it, it's probably kind of a well done, especially if you have any. Any input or any time spent in a database, in a yes. CRM, or anything yeah, yeah, at yeah. your business, 
basically, so there was a study that a company called NetApp did that found that 41% of data is stored for no reason. Forty-one percent. Forty-one percent. Yeah. Well. Uh, so no, gosh, it seems like it'd be maybe useless, higher than that. Useless data. I'm sure there's probably. Uh, well, again, it says for no reason. So I'm yeah, sure there's you. other data that probably is. Yeah. Got a reason, but still mm-hmm. probably doesn't need to be stored. Uh, and basically, the way they single this out. And, oh, know, I see what you're saying. Yeah, got it. Got it. Discuss this concept. They they mentioned the idea that. Um, cloud storage is kind of, while it's been a, a great thing in many ways, mm-hmm. you know, saving you from, you know, on-prem usage and space and, you know, mm-hmm. yep. servers and all that crap, whatever. Unfortunately, though, contributes to this problem because it's a kind of like out of sight, out of mind yeah, sort totally of thing. totally out like, of sight, out of mind. Like, I'm, I, you know, I'm not worried about something oh, filling really, up. That's a really, good point. And I don't have to pay more to get more storage on site yeah. or pay more to, you know, to operate it or have another whole server room and yeah. the money and expense that comes with that because I'm just sending it off somewhere. Yeah, just let it go sit there. Maybe I am a few bucks from time to time to expand my storage capacity or whatever but who's who's looking at what's actually Brilliant. there who's cleaning Brilliant. that up this is and so I, true and for I'm those of that, us that are long in tooth uh, enough to remember exactly. you know hey if i had to buy an external drive or something like that in the airspace or when my computer runs out it's like oh now i gotta start making some decisions yeah, yeah i don't really need that file anymore blah 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 right I but may, if it's in the cloud forget i don't it. know about you but i'm a clean stuff up guy okay like, i'm someone that like i've got this you know little yeah. Yeah, 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 terabyte yeah. hard drive i'm nowhere close to filling this thing no but i right. still clean this thing up at least once a month or so where yep. i'm going through yep. and getting rid of crap. say i don't need that i don't need that because right. i mean because eventually you just get so much crap in there that it becomes hard to get anything so you're not you're not sus or you're not uh susceptible to the cloud illusion i mean just, i try not just, to just keep feeding it right, right? I, tr- I definitely try not to um like now i will say like maybe with my personal devices i could be guilty of that like i'm sure i have way too many stupid photos that i was I just need. about to go over with the photos that's probably right. my biggest yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. i guess if you wanted to consider like music as part of it too mm. you know because I've got a giant library of music mm-hmm. on my phone. Music and, and photos. Podcasts and stuff. You yep, know, yep, There's yep. stuff I could clean up, but at least it's stuff that I'm using. Like, yep. at least I can say that. Like, okay. hey, sometimes right. I'll delete some songs that I just don't care about or listen yep. to anymore. But at least it's something I'm using. But it's another but the thing. tax return from 1999 <laughs> that you really don't need anymore. Exactly. That's the stuff. But, you know, and, and again, I've noticed this with us internally. There's, you know, when we, <laughs> this, this is going to sound stupid and crazy, but when we sometimes send out like an email to mm-hmm. our one of our lists or something, mm-hmm. like sometimes I will say that if it's something related to me, I'll send it and use my email address on it mm-hmm. so that I get all the bounce backs of the people who are no longer with companies, ah. who are, who or is like the accounts payable person that doesn't need to be getting the email yes, yes. or is someone who's deceased or something like that. <laughs> and I will clean those out. I will clean go into up. HubSpot and I'll get rid of them. Delete, I'm sure delete, I'm not delete. doing a lot of damage and I'm just doing like 40 of those every once in a while. Yep. But it makes me feel good. It makes me think like, you know, why are we wasting why are we, well, yeah. mm-hmm. time and effort? And, you know, and, and because, it, you know, at the end of the day, it does cost some money to go and email people that don't exist and don't want so to. So you're not your part product. of the 41%. I don't the, think the I 41% is not because of you and your efforts. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you're on the front line. I'm trying to be part of the solution here. So um, this survey also noted that um, they asked IT professionals and they said only 26% clean up once a year or less. Mm. Clean out their, their storage Only stuff. 26%. So only about yeah. a quarter of IT so professionals. I'm in, that, even doing I'm in that. that category. I do clean up at least once a year. Yeah, yeah you're, That's, you it's, better than, it's better than not at What's, all. But. It's better than 74% of the world, apparently, yeah. Mm. But I just got to think, too, like, you know, especially, like, if you decide you're switching, like, a CRM or if you're mm-hmm. going to make some upgrades, mm-hmm. or, again, if there's a cost associated with you moving to new tiers. Like, I know we've we've had discussions about this yeah. at HubSpot yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. You get right. to a certain level, number it's of contacts. Like, yeah, do we want to gotta up? you yeah. got to pay more, and we're mm-hmm. talk, you're talking thousands of dollars oh, sometimes yeah. to do yeah. that. And in reality, if you look at it and go, 
there's probably a way we could get rid of half of the contacts we already have mm. because they're either just not good or mm-hmm. do not care to even hear from us, <laughs> then we could save ourselves a little bit of dough. So I don't know. It's a little little food for thought, but it's one of those things, too, I feel like if you really wanted to make it happen, you pretty much would have to have a dedicated person whose oh, only yeah. job is just to yeah. keep that Cleaning stuff Cleaning stuff up, yeah. And I think and the bigger your corporation gets, the harder that's going to be. Impossible. Yeah. Uh, impossible, basically. Yeah, and let the memory makers be, you know, just <laughs> flourish in the fact that they just got to keep producing memory. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's what's tech connecting with us. Uh, let's see. So until next time, um, you know, take a day off. If take you a can. day off, crying out loud. If you're, if you're in Iran, you probably already are on the day off right now. <laughs> Hope you're having fun. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Yeah, really. Well, we, we got a vacation oh, coming man. up. Marco pretends like he never gets vacation yeah, time. Yeah. So, you know. And he doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's quantified now. And yeah. for God's sakes, clean up the cloud, okay? Just, <laughs> just clean just it. Do a little, little light scrubbing, spring cleaning. Just do it, okay? And as always, folks, please stay connected. Technic Podcast is brought to you by Elo and the 70 Series Full HD Professional Grade Touch Monitors. All right, the 70 Series delivers professional-grade, feature-rich platforms well-suited for POS, interactive digital signage, self-service, document signing, and more. Elo just does cool stuff. With Holy stuff. moly, yes. It's yes, I like that. I mean, it's like document signing. Who thinks about stuff like that? Well, they do. Elo does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk features here. So yes. you got a narrow border touchscreen. Okay. I mean, no one likes that big no. border on there. And it looks like a picture frame. Now, so old I wonder like, if the people who don't like those, are you that person that doesn't like you know, letterboxed when you're watching a movie oh, with the bars at the top? Yeah. My mom hates that. Yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, I like the full Because it gives aspect. you that film quality Yeah, I, yes. want to, I want to make sure I'm not missing anything I on understand. the side. I understand. No, but on a screen. But that's not what we're talking about. No, you don't want screen, that. On touch screen, you don't want that. No, no. Uh, it's Energy Star 8.0 certified, scratch-resistant surface, durable IK07 design, low blue light and flicker-free, touch on-screen display, display tilt from 20 to 70 degrees, built-in speakers, and a collapsible stand for Visa mounting. Everything. Everything you could want right there. Uh, available in 22 or 24 inch sizes, black and white housings. The nice. 70 series delivers the quality and reliability you expect from ELO, backed with a standard three year warranty extendable to five years with optional advanced unit replacement. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more about these new monitors. Technic Podcast is also brought to you by Zebra. All right, Dean, how often do you get detailed information from 98 end users about the technology that they use and the daily pain points that they face in their business? Uh, not as often as I needed to. Probably not. No. no it's, it's a little not, hard to do never. that. Never, yes. It's hard to get nine people to give you any information. <laughs> Nine, 98. 98? Yes. Well, if you're looking for such info yes. from supply chain leaders in particular in warehousing and distribution, there's a new article published on Blue Star Nation and sponsored by Zebra Aww. that has you covered. You might also go back in the podcast and, yes. find, and find us talking about this. But yes. before you do that, check out the article. There's just a lot of info in there that you're going to want to read for yourself before you hear us riff about it. Now, we asked 45 questions covering common challenges, like what kind of mobile devices they use daily, how much they use RFID, mm-hmm. where barcode devices fail, mm-hmm. what they expect from IT partners, and so All that good stuff. Yep, Lots yep. of good stuff there. It was a deep dive. It was. So check the link in the show notes to review the article, dive into the data, and see our key takeaways. And while you're there, make sure you're subscribed to Blue Star Nation so you don't miss more industry analysis. Like these. Why would you want to? Really? I mean, yeah. we're giving you a leg up. We're giving you free data to go out and use to find opportunities and talk to your customers. Don't be an idiot. I mean, if you don't want that, then what are you doing in business? Exactly. Right exactly. Big thank you to Zebra for sponsoring the survey yes, and the podcast.